0: So Christ came to the earth with a specific mission. He came to teach by words and deeds, and then to suffer, to die for our sins, and to rise on the third day and thus defeat death. And once he accomplished his mission, he went back to the Father. And this going back to his Father is what we celebrate in the ascension of the Lord, On many occasions during his public ministry, he spoke about this, that this was going to happen, and he really looked forward to it. For instance, he says to Mary of Magdala, I am going to my father and your father, to my God and your God. And to his apostles, he says, if you love me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the father, for the father is greater than I. He was inviting them to rejoice with him, to share in his joy, for he was going back to the Father, finally, and the time was coming close. What is the essence of this event that he was looking forward to? What is the meaning of this? Aaron, please take this because I'm afraid that I will drop it. Thank you. It's distracting me. I don't have to touch it. So, what is the meaning of this? He was going to enter into his Father's glory as a human being after having done all these things, after having accomplished his mission. So he's going back, but now as a human being, his human nature, his body, his intelligence, his heart, his emotions were going to be pierced through by God's glory and light and beauty it was going to be a triumphant return after his mission has been accomplished the words that he uses in the parable of the last judgment remember when he says at the end i will separate uh, sheep from goats he says well done my good and faithful servant come share your master's joys joy these words are applied now and first to him. The father says to him, come, good and faithful, come to enter into my joy. He's also the prodigal son that come, comes back to his father, not loaded with his own sins, of course, he didn't have any sins, but having defeated our own sins. So Picture the joy in heaven as the gates were opened And the first man ever was admitted in a bodily form with his body and with his soul into the presence of God, into the presence of the Father. From then on, everything was going to be different. So Jesus ascended into heaven as a man, fully alive. He entered into the realm of God forever. One of, the chronicles, one of the characters of the Chronicles of Narnia, in, I think it's in the last book, uh, when, when she sees Aslan's country, she says, I have come home at last. This is my real country. I belong here. This is the land I have been looking for all my life, though I never knew it till now that I see it. Come further up, come further in. But this was not the case for Christ, because he did know this country. Of course, he came from the Father. So through all his difficult moments, through all his struggles, when he was facing opposition, when he was facing loneliness, when people did not get him, when his apostles betrayed him, he would have gone into his, with his memory to his father's house, where he was the only begotten and loved son. So this country was always in his mind, always in his heart. And, of course, he needed to do all the things that he did. But he would, once in a while, go back to that. Oh, but I'm going back to my father. This is not forever. This is for a while. So often we do similar things, you know, when we have to go through tough things. It's okay. But this is, has, has an end, you know. Jesus entered into God, took his place in the bosom of the father. And today we are celebrating his victory. We are rejoicing with him. Good for you that it happened this. Good for you. Because you deserve it. You did all that you had to do and more for us. Now is your time to go back to your father. That's why he says to his apostle, if you love me, you would rejoice. You wouldn't be you know, pulling me to stay with you. You would let me go. Because I deserve it. Jesus, come. Come came from his father and returned to him today. So he came from that ocean of peace and love and joy to suffer and to die. And he returned to that original situation now as a man. Came from peace and went back to peace. Came from love and went back to love. Came from light and went back to light. So before work, is rest, and before activity is stillness, and before doing is being, and before mission is love, what lies at the bottom, at the root of every moment, of every reality, of every mission that we have to accomplish as well is stillness. That is deeper. Stillness is deeper than movement. I was amazed as, 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 when, when I came to the U.S. to, to see uh, how task-oriented people can be. You know, these this two years in the East Coast, um, I took, I, I've been working at one local college in Washington, D.C. and uh, as a chaplain, and when you ask the students, how are you doing? You know, how are you doing? Just a general question to open up a conversation. The most frequent answer, see if you can guess, busy. Busy is the most frequent answer, but like nine to one. So busy people, and of course that is good. We want to be busy, we're young, you are young, and you want to do many things and to accomplish many things. And you know that task-oriented mentality is a strength. This is an efficient society, and efficiency, planning, serious teamwork, setting and accomplishing goals, those things are important, of course. But it's good to keep in mind that relationships, being with, loving, enjoying, celebrating, stillness and peace, contemplation. These are ends, not only means. We are created for this. So we need to invest time in them and be reminded about them. Christ, after accomplishing his mission, went to heaven to enjoy, just to be there, with his Father to enjoy, to be happy forever. It is true that he intercedes for us and he's our high priest, but his main activity, so to say, in heaven is just to be with him, to love the Father in the Holy Spirit and to intercede for us. So let us keep that in mind in our lives, to give time to be with to contemplate, to enjoy, to be amazed by the people around you, to be amazed at their mystery and at their beauty. Don't take that for granted, the people around you. Don't take them for granted. Each one is so unique. And you need time to realize that, to praise God for that. If you go, 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 go all the time, you miss something very important. Be open to the ones around you. And look at them through their beauty, even when, when you have to acknowledge their weaknesses. But look at them through their beauty as God looks at them and also as God looks at you. Because if you don't do that, people begin to, uh, be, begin to, be, to become, for you, competitors. If you don't look them through their beauty, if you don't take time to realize how unique they are, and we are all are, then they become competitors in this task-oriented life. You know, I have to accomplish first. I have to be better than others. But heaven is not a competition. Heaven is a company. It's a company. And we are called to live heaven on earth now, to anticipate in some way by the way we live. That is one of the meanings of our Christian community, to be a company of friends in Christ. We don't compete with each other. We are friends in Him. And we're also called to spend time to be with, to contemplate, to love, and to enjoy Christ, the presence of Christ, not only others, not only life, but also Him, Himself, because, as we know, He went up to heaven so that He could be ever more present in our midst. Imagine that you take a picture in your phone of a landscape that you like, and, and you keep it to yourself, and you can go and watch it every time you, you, you see it, and it's great. But then if you upload it to the cloud, everyone can see it, no? whenever they want. How many times as they want they can share with others and we can all be watching the same picture at the same time. So Jesus was uploaded to the Father (laughs) so we could all be with Him whenever we want and wherever we want. That is the meaning of the ascension. He went to His Father to be closer to each one of us. So to spend time with Him in prayer, to recognize His presence in the Eucharist, in the community, in your, you know, just, to, just to be with Him. The most important meaning of prayer is to be with God, to hang out with Him, just to enjoy, to realize that he's, that he's real. When you go to the Adoration Chapel, it's good that you pray, that you explain all the things that you want to explain to Him, but then just stay still. Just be with Him. That is very important. Make some silence, and He will speak to you. The download application, by the way, Jesus was uploaded to the Father, but there is a download application. It is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings Jesus back to you. That is why these two celebrations, Ascension and Pentecost, go together. Because now we are, where is Jesus Christ? And then he will come back to us through the powerful action of the Holy Spirit in this coming Sunday. By the way, that is why we will put off the, uh, will extinguish the, the, the Paschal candle as a sign of that waiting week. This week is to wait. To wait for the Holy Spirit to come. He says that, he promises it. I'm sending the Holy Spirit so I will stay with you in a much more powerful way. I will abide in your, in your hearts. Last Sunday we heard, we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. And that can only happen because Jesus entered into the realm of God. This week, between one Sunday and the other, or between one Sunday and the Vigil Mass, if you can make it. Raise up your, high, your eyes to heaven as much as you can. When you're walking from one place to the other, whenever you're outside, look up to heaven where Jesus ascended. And, and remember that. And then close your eyes. And remember that He will come to live with you, to abide in your heart through the powerful action of the Holy Spirit. And rejoice.